Episode 14 of the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast with an interview from Wendy Gilhula, best-selling children's author and author coach. Well, hello there and welcome to the Small Biz Startup Essentials podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Claremont and my goal is to help equip you through the personal brand small business startup process by providing you with enough tips and tools in these episodes so that your pivot to the small business startup process goes a lot smoother and you're more profitable quicker. Please subscribe to the podcast and give us a like on the platform you're using. You can go to TomClaremont.com for more information on how I can help you with your new startup. Wendy Gilhula is an educator, writer, kindness app creator, and best-selling author of the Peekabunny Learning Series for Children. Holding a bachelor's degree in education from the University of Tennessee, Wendy has created an innovative learning series that teaches understanding and kindness. She also created a mobile kindness app for businesses that want to reward their employees for acts of kindness. Her books have been recommended by therapists, counselors, activists, and teachers alike. As a creative consultant, Wendy offers Peek-A-Bunny Power Hours to help authors take their children's manuscripts to the next level. Wendy, thanks for being with us today. Hey, thanks, Thomas. You know, we have so much in common, I can't wait to get started. Well, we had a real good chat first time around, and and, uh, I'm really impressed with, with the work that you do. Uh, I would like to write a book someday, not a children's book, but uh, just the fact that uh, that you can do that and accomplish that and then help others to do that, I think is amazing. Um, so you've written five books, is it? I have four children's books and a coloring book in the Peek a Bunny learning series. Wow, that's that's something. So, how did you uh, get started in in this realm of being an author? Well, that started a couple decades ago when I wrote my first book, and it's now called Pika Bunny Has a Big Question. I sent my manuscript off to a publisher, and it got rejected because the publisher said that kindness wasn't really relevant. Wow, and Mm, Yeah, that hurt a lot. And I was so embarrassed and horrified that I had written something irrelevant that I hid it away in a drawer for way too many years. And I know, I know there are listeners out there of yours that have done the same thing or maybe haven't sent it out, but at least have a manuscript um, tucked away. And I'm, I'm hoping they're ready to get it out and share it. Well, you know, I'm sorry you went through that. It, it is encouraging, though, that you can not give up on your dream, right? And that you, and that you, you can, if, if you put it on the shelf, you can always pull it out and then restart this. And, and it's a lesson for everyone that don't just accept rejection. Just because one person says no, doesn't mean that everybody's going to say no, right? Because you eventually, uh, you know, found a publisher that that would, um, you know, gladly do this, and we're we're glad for that. And um, it, it's just a good example to to everyone listening that, uh, um, you know, we 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 have uh, dreams and goals, and and you can accomplish them. 
with persistence, right? Don't give up on your dreams, right? Exactly. And what I love, we both have in common with our podcasts is that we had a hard time starting. And I don't know about you, but when, when I reached out to other authors, it was, um, you know, chirps, crickets. I was just asking simple mm -hmm. questions. I wasn't asking favors. I was just asking questions. And along the way, I decided that if I was ever published, I was going to share my knowledge and try to help other people not have as hard a time starting up. So I love how we have that in common. Right. Well, we're using our podcast to uh, share our knowledge and to help people and hopefully inspire people, right? Exactly. Um, so, so which was there one book in particular that was sort of um, harder to, um, to, to write or develop or, you know, out of the, out of the four books, was there one in particular that sort of um, might've been a little bit harder for you? Absolutely. Pika Bunny says Eep was the hardest for me. My neighbor and friend, Mary Alice, asked me for months. Um, this I had already had a Pika Bunny and the Thunderstorm out and I had Pika Bunny has a big question. And my friend, Mary Alice, kept asking me and telling me, Wendy, Pika Bunny needs to, to talk about bullying. And I was, I thought, oh my goodness, that's such a hard topic. Like, how would I even, oh, you know, teachers don't really want to talk about it, but they do. But parents don't mm -hmm. want to really talk about it. Nobody has the answer. So how can I write a book? So I decided, finally, I thought, okay, I'm going to at least read all the children's books I can find about bullying and see how they were written and see if I could possibly come up with a story that, you know, that would enhance what's already out there. And I read, and finally, um, I did write Pika Buddy Says Eep. Eep means no in nature. Hmm. And I decided that Pika Bunny wasn't going to be the one that got bullied. Pika Bunny was going to be the witness of bullying. So mm -hmm. my point of view is for from the witness. Okay. Standing up, saying no to a bully, and helping a friend say no as well. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting perspective. So... Tell us how you came up with the uh, the concept of, of the Pika Bunny. Oh, sure. So when I first sent off my first manuscript many years ago, Pika Bunny was Jack and he was a white rabbit with long ears. So when I pulled my manuscript out in 2014, I thought, well, you know, there are a lot of white bunnies now with long ears. What can I do differently? So I was researching different rabbits and I came across the American Pika or you can say American Pika. Mm -hmm. And it's just been newly discovered in the United States within a, about a decade. And it's really a cousin to a rabbit. And I thought, oh my gosh, this little animal is so cute. And I read that scientists are trying to get it on the endangered species list. So I thought, and they live in the United States way up high in the Cascades and the Rocky Mountains. And I was born at the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. And I was thinking, wow, if I could ever get this published, wouldn't it be fun to read to kids, not only read um, and share the stories, but to tell them about the American pika because they probably don't know about it. And I can combine a science lesson with reading. And that's what I've done for the past few years. And I absolutely love it. 
Wow, and, it, and it's and it works too. It's it, it it's and it's a kid friendly uh, thing too. You know, it's easy to say, and and I think it works well. <clears throat> well, that's good. So, so when you first started out, did you get any help along the way? Any coaching or a mentor or something? I tried to find a mentor, but back then, or, or 2014, I guess people were just starting to mentor, and I wasn't. I was on LinkedIn, but I didn't really use LinkedIn until probably the end of 2019. So no, I, I didn't have a mentor. I, I hoped for one, but I didn't have one. So that's why I now I'm a coach and a mentor because mm -hmm. I know mm -hmm. it's needed. And I didn't know what I didn't know. I thought I was going to be able to do everything by myself and then found out through trial and error that I had to have editors and feedback editors and things and mm -hmm. people hire people like that it you mm -hmm. know usually if you spend zero dollars on a book it's going to reflect in your sales so you built a team of, of others around you to to help you with this right how did you go through and, and build that team well what i did was i i hired several different editors and went through a, a lot of editor because sometimes I, I, it wasn't a good connection. So I don't edit myself, but I, I have now a team of a couple of editors. And also I have a team of illustrators. Mm -hmm. So I've gathered illustrators that I really love along the way. And I'm very happy to share those illustrators with other people when they're looking. And I think it's a good match. Good. How did you go through and decide who was a good fit for you out of those people that you actually pulled into your team? It would have to be things like um, if they were personable, um, if they, they had to love kids. A lot of them didn't like kids. So I thought, hmm. why am I, why, wow. I don't want to, <laughs> somebody on my team doesn't like kids. Hmm. Kids are my, my, my jam. They're my people. Right. So I want to have people around me who love children as well. Right. So if you're, uh, you know, a professional graphic designer or illustrator, I mean, you know, that's nice. But if, if you don't like children, it's probably going to come through in your final product, I would think. Uh, and, and so I, I agree that, yeah, um, you know, let's, <laughs> let's be all, I'll be on the same page, right? Exactly. So who, you said you do coaching, and explain a little bit about the kind of coaching that you do. All right. So I coach people who have a first draft of their children's manuscript, and it can, it's, can be a very, very rough draft. It can just be like a, a long paragraph. And what I do is I can either go through and talk about their strengths and weaknesses just to show them things that they can work on. Or I can do a deep dive and help them um, make sure their structure is good, make sure they're following all the formats they're supposed to, fo to follow. And in my next season of my podcast, I'm going to actually be going step by step on how I write a picture book so that you can follow along with me and then write your own. Wow. Good. Good stuff. So who's your ideal client for your coaching? My ideal client is anybody who has the passion to write for kids and is ready is ready to do it. Okay. So that's 
young and old, correct? Oh, absolutely. Because I didn't get published till I was in my 50s. And it's a dream of a lot of people from very different backgrounds, ages. Mm -hmm. I'm open to working with anybody who wants to, to reach out to kids. Excellent. Great. So, um, so if somebody has uh, aspirations to be a children's book writer, um, but they haven't yet started anything, what would you say to the to, to that kind of person? Well, what, what I would always suggest first is if you haven't started yet, but you have an idea. So let's say I wanted to write a book about bullying, then go to your, well, I don't know if your libraries are open right now, but get, a little bit. pull all the resources you can for, uh, you know, books online or whatever on the subject you're, you're trying to write about. So make sure that you're not reinventing a story that's already out there. And it will give you lots of ideas. It'll give you um, a lot of inspiration. And you can also get used to how children's books work and the format. You'll, you'll see the patterns. And that's how you should start. And then pick up a pencil or open your computer and just write. It doesn't matter about the grammar right now. You just have to get the story out. And many times my clients will just come to me with two paragraphs. Hmm. And it's just the... Uh, it lays out what they're trying to say, but it doesn't have to be in, a, in the right format, format or font or, or any of that. That comes with time. Right. And so, so you took a topic of bullying and you, but you, you took it into a different perspective of observer, right? And so that's what you're sort of saying. Don't, don't write about the same thing that everybody else has written about. Maybe tweak it change it a little bit to make it unique, which would make it more desirable, more appealing to read or purchase, right? Well, you know, I don't want to have something that's already out there. So you, there are a lot right. of books about children getting bullied. And there are a lot of books about people being grumpy and being mean to people. But what I remember... I mean, I was bullied a little bit, but what hurt me the most was watching and not knowing what to do. So when I was able to visit schools and when I'll visit schools again, I read Pika Bunny Says Eep, and we actually take practice. We actually practice with a fake bully and a fake person being bullied, mm -hmm. and we pretend they're being bullied, and we learn to say, we, uh, we say Eep out loud. And we don't have to yell it. We just have to say Eep. Now, if one person says "eep," the bully's not really impressed with that, right? But if you get ten people in a classroom just to say "eep," all you know, "eep, eep, eep, eep," then the bully's like, "Wait a minute, maybe this, you know, maybe I should stop," because they don't feel empowered anymore. Gotcha, gotcha. And nobody has to yell at anybody, and nobody has to have a big speech. It's just like I see what you're doing, and I don't like it. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, you, you know, you, I see that you developed uh, an app, a phone app. Is it yeah, a, a, it's, a, a, it's a phone app. Yeah, I have actually two applications now, but the Pika Bunny Kindness Tracker came about because during one of my readings, it happened to be a virtual reading and there was a little boy on the second row and he was 
I can't say he was bullying the kid next to him, but he was not being nice because bullying is an act that's done over and over and over to make somebody feel better, somebody to get power over somebody else. But he was not being nice at all. And I said, hey, you on the second row. And everybody was looking at me with these wide eyes. And I said, you in the blue shirt, what does your shirt say? And he looked down at his shirt. He looked up. He goes, oh, my shirt says kindness is cool. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, ironic. But like I just said, oh, yeah, that's a great shirt. Yeah. And then I read the book. And then um, I was thinking about how many times do we think we're being kind, but maybe we're just being neutral or like how how could we track that so i decided to find a developer and i found a designer and i have the peak of money kindness tracker where kids can track their acts of kindness at home school and for our planet wow so so and it's free yeah it's free <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the kind thing to do <clears throat> um so how did you sort of, uh, you know, go from idea, the concept of that, to actually having it developed like that? That's, that seems to be a pretty big step. I feel like I woke up and I, I woke up with the idea and then I remember my feet hitting the floor and then I was looking on Fiverr. Uh, Fiver, I was looking on LinkedIn to see who I knew who was an app designer and see if anybody could recommend anybody. And if the pieces fell into place so quickly, I don't even remember how it happened. Hmm. I think it was just like something that was meant to be. And it probably took, I want to say I started in February of 2018 and it was developed by the end of May, 2018. Well, wow. so that was just uh, a, an expense for you that mm -hmm. you wanted to do to yeah. promote to promote the theme of, of kindness yeah if one if i if i could just help what one person do one more act of kindness than they would have done like how could that how could that just could that work exponentially like then that mm -hmm. would somebody else would want to do something nice and mm -hmm. wow um just reward kids for so they can look back at their actions and go, you know what? I did help a friend today, or I did say please, and I did help with the dishes, and I recycled today. That's already four points, four peak of any points. There you go. And it just makes them want to do more and more, and how much better of a world could we po possibly have? Not that I would have that much to do with it, but just that's to me was the reward. Good. So how does somebody, you know, download that app? Oh, you could just go to your app store or go to your Google Play and just search Pika, P-I-K-A, Bunny Kindness Tracker. It should be right there. Okay. Sounds good. So in, in all that you've been through with, uh, with writing the four books and a coloring book and um, coaching, uh, what was sort of the hardest thing that you had to sort of um, go through in, on, the, on the business side? Wow. <laughs> um, sales, um, sales has been hard. I mean, I just am not a salesperson at heart. I just, I'm more of a, like, I want to do service. So that was a, that was a wake up call. And then probably 
forming my LLC wasn't, you know, that's not the fun part for me because I'm right. a creative. <laughs> so forming an LLC, no. Getting a trademark for Pika, not so fun. Developing apps, writing books, helping others find their, uh, you know, fulfill their dreams. That's what I want to do. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, understood. You want to stay in your your sphere of what you what your strengths are, right? Right. It's not uh, some some t- some of the business things aren't, aren't all that uh, enjoyable. But some you- people prefer that. Some people prefer that part and not necessarily like wanting to talk to anybody. <laughs> You know, right. <laughs> take all kinds. <laughs> right. Well, that's what building a team is all about, right? You, that's you, right. you know, you, you pull in people around you that have the strengths to do the things that, you know, maybe we aren't so great at doing. And, uh, and that's how you sort of come up with a successful small business. And then I did get a, I got a mentor, Anna Sabino. Mm-hmm. So those of you who are on LinkedIn, find her. She's been a tremendous help. She's big on LinkedIn for sure. Um, what did she help you with? If I could ask. Well, she really helped me define my brand. Like I did, I didn't really have a brand. I, I'm all about um, kindness and spreading things like that. But she really helped me define my brand and helped me with my content. And the number one thing she did help me with is how to be a guest on podcasts. So with her help, within a, I'd say four, four or five months, I was already on 30 podcasts as a guest. And now I've been on about 90. Wow. So, thank wow. you, Anna. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what was the secret sauce that, uh, that she sort of gave you there? Well, what she does is she, she meets you where you are. She makes sure that your story that you want to tell and the things that you want to talk about are crystal clear. She teaches you how to be a, a good guest, which I hope I'm being a good guest for you. Um, she teaches you how to reach out to podcast hosts, um, a plethora of things. She meets you where you are, and I highly recommend her. Good, good. So, um, when do you? What would you say to uh, to somebody who's who has a manuscript and um, they um, they they they're ready to be published, but uh, they're not exactly sure where to to bring their their manuscript? What would you what what advice would you give to that sort of person? Well, when you say ready to be published, I'm thinking like they're they're ready in their li- in the place in their lives to be published, and may- maybe not their manuscript absolutely finished. But where I would start is find me at wendygilhula.com, and let's do um, a 30 minute meeting where I can show you the strengths and weaknesses for your manuscript. That's e- that's an easy um, place to start, and if you need a deeper dive, then we can um, we can have an, an hour call. Some of my clients have an hour call per month until their books are finished. Good. So, and and many people, I think I was hearing last weekend about people who've spent tens of thousands of dollars. They're either it's 
this, either they've spent zero or they've spent tens of thousands of dollars getting their book ready. And you don't have to spend that much. You don't have to spend that much. So give me a try. And I, I'm, I'm sure I can help you. Good. And I'd be I'm, happy to help you. I'm sure you could as well. So Wendy, uh, how can people get a hold of you one more time? Well, you can find me on LinkedIn or you can go to wendygilhula.com. W-E-N-D-Y-G-I-L-H-U-L-A.com. Great. Great advice, Wendy, uh, for aspiring authors. And uh, if anybody has any aspirations of becoming a, a children's book author or you're, you're, whether you're just having thoughts about it or whether you're in the middle of a project or it, it, it doesn't matter, uh, reach out to Wendy. And I'm sure she can help. Um, and if you're not ready to reach out, then you can listen to my podcast, Write Kind Podcast, W-R-I-T-E Kind Podcast, and see what I'm all about. Yes, yes. And I've, I've listened to it. It's, uh, it's uh, full of great content. It covers a, a wide variety of topics. Yes. Uh, so, Wendy, thanks for uh, being with us today and, and helping uh, aspiring authors to learn more about you and the process and uh, building a business around your, your brand. Very good information today. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's our episode for today. Thanks for listening. Please let me know what you think of today's episode and your thoughts on the topic. Please give us a like in Apple iTunes or whichever app you're using. It helps us out a lot. Again, for more information about how I can help you through the small business startup process, please go to TomClaremont.com. There you'll find a free download called The 7 P's to Profitability. It addresses the issues and the elements you'll need to have a profitable personal brand business. 